Hi traders, welcome to the Betfair Trading Community, the podcast, the Trading Junkies podcast. Today, you might notice a difference in the voice to who you used to have or you usually have, Martin Futter. No guys, he is not stopping the podcast, um, it's just, it's Ryan Carruthers here. I enjoyed the NFL podcast so much, like, I, do you know what, I really, really enjoyed doing it and I said to Martin straight away afterwards, I'm going to do more of these, I love delving deep into topics especially topics which I'm passionate about so I'd like to take this opportunity to thank all the people out there who are listening thank you very much if you're sat at the computer you're driving to work or you're on your lunch break whatever you're doing thank you I massively appreciate the listeners and the content which you give back to us and the feedback uh, it's the only reason why we can continue to do what we do uh, and we want to do that. We want more feedback. We want more content to produce that you guys actually want to hear. So please email us, tweet us, whatever. But I'm going to delve into this episode. This episode started out with me thinking that it'd be a really good idea to describe what I do as a pro trader before, during and after trading. To be honest, though, I was trying to cram all of that information into one podcast and it was a bit too fluffy when I started mapping this out. So I got a piece of paper, I've got it in front of me now, and I started mapping all of this out, the before, the after, and the during, and it, it got so messy and so fluffy that I didn't think that I could actually delve into certain aspects of it, because I was quite conscious I didn't want this to be a three-hour podcast. I thought, do you know what, I'm going to break this down, and I'm going to break it down into three sections. So I'm going to do one on the before, one on the during and one on the after. So this is the first one on what I do before I start to trade. And hopefully this is going to give you some insight in, into what works for me and why I do it. And I'm majorly happy to answer any questions as well. So my trading day, guys, it always starts out the same way. I wake up and at my bedroom door I have two crazy cats trying to get in waiting for their breakfast. So I get up, I go downstairs, I feed these two crazy monsters and I get myself sorted. I'm starting to think about the day, what kind of events I'm looking forward to, um, if it's Champions League is on or whatever, I'm thinking about the day ahead. I have a shower, wash my hair, I do all of that kind of stuff and I come to the office in which I trade from in the week. I power up the laptop, it's one of the first things I do. I nip to my local coffee shop, I grab a coffee, I've got my laptop on and I sit down. Nothing about this is stressful or anything like that, it's quite relaxed. I open up my emails and I get them out of the way. From that moment, that is where I am now in the trading mode. So I'm starting to look through BTC, um, the comments in which people have tagged me in, and also the things that the members are saying for that day. And I jot these down. I have a BTC styled notebook, which one lucky person I'm going to give a give one of those away to. So whoever gives me the best feedback via an email or on Twitter about my podcast, I'll post you on out. So this is starting to form my day. My thoughts, the events are coming up. I'm not I'm noting these down. Um, things that people have said, all those kind of things. Slightly, just little things for me. If someone's mentioned that they think someone might be coming back from injury or something like that. I load up Fairbot as well. I sign in. I want to know that that's working. I use Fairbot for my trading because I'm a Mac user. 
and it works really well with Mac without having to install Windows. And I'm also checking Betfair's website and the status of Betfair because it is the website in which we use, so I want to know that it's working okay. Then from here, guys, I'm all about the research. So day dependent for me is going to be on sport, on the sport, particular sport. So you, if you know me, you know that I am a football, tennis and NFL trader. So obviously I can't trade NFL every single day, although I do read up about all of my sports every single day. And I'll go into that. So I dropped my pen there in a minute or two to explain why. So we'll start with football. This is the easiest one for me, guys. And it's the easiest because we've got the BTC software. So all of my filters are loaded into that software and they save, they're saved filters. So every single day they give me the matches which fit my criteria. So I start to note those down and I'm starting to look. Now this might be controversial what I'm gonna say, but I start to try and find reasons not to do those trades. So yes, they fit my criteria of trades in which I know are profitable, from the stats, but I'm looking for reasons not to trade them. I don't have to get involved in those trades. I want reasons not to trade them. I'm stress testing these games. So this comes from checking the team news, checking Twitter, comments people have made on BTC, um, my thoughts and feelings on how those teams are playing, the defence, the goalie, everything. Uh, forums, other forums, blog posts, uh, team news, everything I can get my hands on. And what I'm looking for here is top players who are missing. Injuries, red cards, rumours about the players. How does that affect those players? I'm also looking at things like, okay, who are the goal scorers in that team? So if I'm looking at betting on or trading on a game where I need goals, I want to know where those goals are going to come from. Where are they likely to come from? Who is going to score those goals? It's no good me looking and looking at Liverpool, for example, or my team, and it's a game away from home and it's goals, and I'm looking at uh, Gigi Wijnaldum, who doesn't score away from home. They're the kind of things that I want to be picking up on. Rumours about the player lineups, who's going to be playing. So you can see it's quite detailed. And what I do then is I start deleting these off my list. I have a text document on my laptop, which is now Evernote, and I use Evernote as like my trading journal. I open up a new note every single day, and I just give it the date uh, of the day, and I start to compile my plan for the day. So only on here, my finished, finished research trades go with the time, the date, the league, the match, my thoughts on it. Uh, my entry price, my exit price, my conditions. So if I'm waiting for a certain alert or something to enter that trade, then all of that goes underneath that game. So I've got a detailed report on that game or that event. That's what I do for the football guys. So I, as I said, I do this every day for every sport I'm trading. So when I do the tennis, it's very similar really. I'm looking at stats and Twitter and news I want to know how that person plays. I go onto the Betfair website and I see the games for the day and I'm starting to pick out potentials. So it might be potential games in which I know a player is 
overpriced for whatever reason. And Or I might see that their price is good and I know that that player can hold their serve really well and comes out of the gates really quick. And they're playing against a person who isn't that good at breaking and might be a slower starter. I mean, one of the strategies I used really well at the US Open recently was the favourite 1.40 or below, 3344. What I mean by that is I would I go through the list of every single get every single day and I write down all of the favourites who are 1.4 or below. And then I'm looking in play at those favourites. And if the game is 3-3 or 4-4 in the first set, I will look to lay that favourite. And it worked really, really well. And one of the things that I really like about it is how many times have you seen players very good players in the first set get to that scoreline and just go, no, do you know what? This player I'm playing, they're, they're doing really well. And they drop that first set and then they come back in that second set and they are firing, guys. They That favourite just, they write off the first set. They've lost the first set or it was a tough first set. They write it off and they come back into the second set like it was the first set, like it's the, the match has only just started. I note down the players that do that as well. So then I can look at that and that forms my research. And I can again narrow down my my trades. So now I probably have a list of about three to five to six maybe fully researched trades and a plan on how to execute them. I am so, I cannot tell you enough about having a trading plan um, so guys I want to be able to to have all of this research and I've got it so I do this before this is done very this is done in the morning so the morning every single morning I do this so what I've got on my trading plan then is a time of the event so I know what time I need to be sat at the computer I've got my entry point. So I'm looking here for the price in which I'm going to enter that trade. So what entry point do I think that that provides me for good value? A lot of the time it's not actually from the start either, although I'm always at the event at the start and watching. I've also got my exit. So my exit is made up from either a profitable or a loss situation. And that is pretty much set in stone before I enter the um, the trade. Sometimes my exit will change. It won't go higher than what it is. It might reduce. And that comes from experience and me knowing that just sometimes I'm watching a tennis game and I'm always, always assessing, which is what I will talk about during, um, but I can reduce that loss because I can just see that that trade isn't going to go my way um, and that is something I do. I also think about the conditions, so the conditions of the events, um, so is it is it chucking down with rain, that might have an effect on the team's ability to pass the ball, if the pitch isn't, if you've got a team like Barcelona who like to zip the ball around and the pitch is bone dry and bobbly, um, which does still happen in top level football, that's going to have an effect. Um, the atmosphere of the crowd, all of these kind of things, they make up part of my trading plan. Um, I need all of that information. 
all of that information I need, definitely. And I've got to go with that. And then I have the research as well. So I have all of the research below and I'm pushing and pushing and pushing for that data. The research is there. I know exactly what I need to do on that trade. I know why I'm going to do it. I've got the research in detail. So it might be, for example, that I'm doing a half-time lay the draw. I will know that the percentage of games at half-time is X compared to the percentage of games at full-time that are a draw is X and that's my reasoning and then the players are playing and who da, 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 and then the percent who's going to score that goal first percentage-wise so even if I don't need to worry about that but I want to know likely where is that goal coming from because then that can influence my during trade. So I hope you'll notice there guys that there's no flying in for me and what I mean by that is there's no dashing around for me to sort of get involved in a trade. I don't just turn the laptop on, go straight to Betfair, go to the in-play, find the first game ever and jump into that trade. I don't, I don't do that. I don't sit at the laptop all day trading either. I have thoroughly researched, planned out trades. So one thing that does for me is I can now plan my day around my trading. So if there isn't a trade for a few hours, great. What I'll do is I'll go and hit the gym. I'll listen to some podcasts. I'll read some blogs. I'll read the community. I'll basically be enhancing my knowledge around the subject matter. So I'll be reading tennis news. I'll be reading NFL news. I'll be reading football news. And one of the great things about the, the age we live in is there's so many blogs now on this. There's so many media outlets where you can... You can listen to this. I listened to a couple of really good podcasts on the NFL done by some ex-scouts. So I get quite a good detailed opinion on the NFL. And I also have my phone set up with the news section that it pulls in information about uh, the tennis, the football, the NFL. But I, I look at other sports as well, guys. I want to know everything about sport. One of the beautiful things about being able to trade full-time is that I get to watch sport for a living. And that's fantastic. So I want to know more and more about sport and different players. And I, I just jot things down in a, in a notebook and um, I just come back to them later. So I'm trying to always enhance my knowledge around the subject. Now you don't have to know everything about the, the subject to be a profitable trader. That's not what I'm saying. Everybody has a different approach. My approach is that I like to know everything um, but just going off stats and data alone, you can become a very, very profitable trader. Very profitable. That's where it all comes from, from it, and for me as well. The stats and the data is key. I just like to try and underpin that with some subject knowledge. So about 30 minutes before the event starts, I'm getting ready to trade it. I'm relaxed. I'm not rushing in. I've got a plan. I read over my notes on how this how I will trade this event and how I'm now ready for that event. I'd be really interested as well, guys, to hear how you guys set up. So what things help you? Do you have any rituals? What do you do before you set up to trade? I'd be very, very interested. And like I say, I'm not saying that my way is right. Uh, there's lots and lots of ways to skin the cat. And that's the that's the thing. We're all trying to trade and we're all trying to trade profitably. So 
different ways and different ways of looking things are great. And I want to learn. I've learned more as a trader in the last few years that I've had Betfair Trading Community than I ever did on my own sat trading. And that's because of the other people around, other people batting ideas around and talking to me and, and all those kinds of things. They've helped me become a better trader. So I'm interested to know what, what you guys think and what you guys do. So guys, we're coming up to about 17 minutes now. Um, thank you for listening. I hope that you've enjoyed that content. Hopefully it's given you something to think about and it's given you a bit more detail about what I'm doing before, before I do the, the trades. The kind of things I'm looking for, I'm looking for information. I've got all the data and I'm looking at lots and lots of different angles. I've already got my trading strategies, I'm just now underpinning them with data. Um, so hopefully you enjoyed that. If you did, drop me an email or a tweet. I would absolutely love to, to hear from you. Remember, before I go, whoever gives me the best feedback on this podcast, I'll post you out the trading notebook. Um, so I'll be back soon, guys, with a podcast, the second one in the series, which will be talking about during trading. So just to give you a sneaky peek on what I'm probably going to be talking about, well, I will be talking about it, is things like what I'm actually looking for when I'm trading. So when I'm trading tennis, now this is a question I get asked a lot about when to exit. Now I know when to exit because I've already got my loss point agreed with myself before I enter that trade. But I can reduce that loss sometimes by getting out earlier. I'll never get out above that exit. That is the last chance for me to be in that game. But if I'm watching a tennis player, if I've backed a tennis player and I'm always assessing, I'm always thinking, why have I backed that player? I might have backed them because they've got a good first serve. They Their game is aggressive. So they, they play a certain way. They send their uh, opponent left and right and then they come in and they kill that point off. Or they drag that point out because they're fitter than the other person or, or they're a counter puncher. They make them play five or six or seven extra shots per rally so that when you get later down in the set, their opponent is slightly fatigued or they, they're, not, they're having to play more and more points every rally and that's dragging and that's having an effect on them. So if I've then entered, I want to see that following the trading plan that the player who I've backed is following the plan that I think I have for them. So with their ability, are they? if their first serve is their biggest weapon, how is that serve today? Do they usually kick that serve out right? For some reason, are they kicking it into the centre? How is the player responding to that? Are they getting aggressive? Are they getting het up? What is their body language like? Is that player hitting the lines? Are they getting close to the lines? And if all those answers are, are like, no, they're not, they're not following their, their strengths, then I can pull out from that trade earlier. But I'm going to go into more detail on that in the next podcast. So guys, I will be back soon, if you want me to be. Uh, I hope that you've enjoyed that. Wherever you're listening, I thank you for listening to my ramblings and enjoy whatever you have planned for the rest of the day. I'm going to go off and do some trading now. So just remember, whoever gives me the best feedback will get a trading notebook posted out to them. 
Thank you very much, guys. It's been Ryan Carruthers from Betfair Trading Community on the Trading Junkies podcast.